Hello, welcome to the BL Portfolio Podcast coming from Business Lines in-house research team. At BL Research Bureau, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance, and other financial products, as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. I am Kumar Shankar Roy, Senior Assistant Editor. It seems to be a season of NFOs or new fund offers from the mutual fund industry. In past few weeks alone, we have seen over three dozen equity NFOs being announced. After a lull, the fund house industry seems to be have gone on an overdrive. Passive schemes such as index funds, ETFs, actively managed schemes, thematic funds, you name them, the list is endless. With so many new choices and the existing 360-odd equity funds, are investors really spoiled for choice? To discuss more on this, I have with me my colleague Venkat, consulting analyst. Hi, Venkat. Hi, Kumar. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Venkat, this avalanche of NFOs that we are seeing, right? And both of us have written about it also. There's a lot of excitement about them. But this NFOs as a concept, they are not like IPOs, isn't it? Yeah. Investors need to understand the clear difference between NFOs and IPOs. Mm. So the first basic difference being that NFOs are done by mutual funds and IPOs are done by companies. Mm. Both involve raising money. So that's what the similarity ends there. Uh-huh. NFOs are where mutual funds come out uh, and raise money so that they can invest in other stocks. Yes. So new fund yeah. offers where they have a you know a specific mandate, they mm. choose a particular uh, theme, mid cap, mm. large cap, small cap, or a sector fund or a thematic fund, and mm. choose to have a set of stocks in which they would like to invest. Yeah. And uh, for investing in those stocks, they raise money from investors. Mm. Afresh. So because mm. they because they don't have an existing fund in that category, they mm. would mm. actually do an NFO to start investing there. An IPO, on the other hand, can be is where a company raises money. Raises money. Correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, one either for itself as mm. a fresh issue, or mm. to give an exit to existing investors who would like to cash out after a prolonged period of investment. So that's the difference that investors must understand. Correct. I think you're writing on the AI fund for the current week of BL portfolio. I have also written on yes. housing opportunities funds. Now, when these new funds come up, these are new themes or some sector or some broad mandate, right? So what are the three, four things that investors should look at? Because these are new things and obviously there's a lot of palpable excitement around them that this is new. So what are the things that you consider people should look at before investing in an NFO? Absolutely. Yeah, you nailed it, Kumar. Actually, there are too many new themes apart from the regular ones that we have heard for long. And stuff. so artificial yeah. intelligence and stuff. Much of this is also, you must understand, not Indian investing. Hmm. It is international investing where the fund house actually looks at investing in ETFs, exchange traded funds of companies overseas in the mm. US, for example, or stocks mm. overseas. And there are other opportunities as well. Many other categories, so artificial intelligence, electric vehicles. These are some themes that are fancied. But mm. as investors, you know, the first thing they should, any investor, for example, should ask is, why is this NFO important to me? Is this going to help my portfolio? Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. The lure of the 10 rupee NFO value should never, any way of the fund should never be a, you know, a lure for the investors because 10 rupees is just for the sake of convenience that they have given there. Yes, correct. And the second thing is they should see if there is anything unique. So, uh. so. For an investor who's just starting out, probably an index fund or a large cap fund or, or even a balanced fund if the person has a low risk appetite. If for the first time, if he, he or she is actually willing to you know start afresh, probably hmm. it makes sense. But even there, 
the other important thing which is third important thing they should see there is a fund coming in a category where there are already several other funds available mm-hmm. which should check for returns of the existing funds how fund managers have uh, delivered over the past 3 4 5 years 7 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. how consistent they have been with their uh, return delivery mm-hmm. and if the risk appetite the risk that the fund manager takes with stocks and his uh, sectors mm-hmm. are they suitable for you as an investor It's a very so, personal thing, basically. It is a very personal thing. I mean, if I have a, for example, I might have a very high risk appetite, and I'm, I might be willing to lose forty percent of my investment at any point in time. Hmm. But uh, you, anyone else, might probably not want to see more than a ten percent dip when his or her own NAV. So, and they get uh, you know all worked up if there's a twenty percent fall. So, it it is very personal, and as you said, uh, you know, the risk appetite will determine. Uh, what kind of funds you will want to if there are no existing funds in the category and there is something of it you can probably consider even then you should still see if it actually suits your portfolio if it's not necessary you talk to your advisor read up on the sector or the segment mm. or the mm. read up from informed publications such as you know bl portfolio and come to a conclusion as to whether it's necessary for your portfolio So, okay and there have been far too many nfos and if you keep uh, there are 80 90 Funds that might be available at any time. So, how are you actually going to make up for it? So, yeah, speaking yeah, of which, actually, you have you have been tracking NFO performances for quite long. I mean, for yeah. for many many years now, and we have seen a spate of NFOs first in September 2021. Now, seen another uh, you know flood of NFOs. How how have these equity funds performed? Do you have you you know gone through the numbers to see how they've fared uh, over the past few years? All these recent NFOs, at least. Yeah, I I did look at them. I mean, to find out now return performance, what I did was kind of look at the one-year return performance, those funds which have at least a one-year return. But it's a very case-to-case specific kind of thing. For example, a Nippon India FlexiCap fund, uh, mm-hmm. and there were some FlexiCap funds uh, launched at that time. There's uh, some eight nine percent return in a year. Then FMCG, I think IPRU had launched a FMCG ETF that has done really well. I mean, some. 17 18% or something there was a business cycle fund which was launched by tatas uh, it was about 10% and all unfortunately these uh, thematic international kind of funds that were launched uh, some mm. of them have been really uh, beaten down for example a kotak global innovation fund of fund was launched at that time mm-hmm. innovation concept and basically buying they invest in overseas stocks which is really yeah, yeah. they fell more than the indian ones yeah so, yeah because i think they got that brunt of the nasdaq i mean there was a correction there and especially in tech stocks i think our colleague hari vishwanath keeps on talking about those risks there it fell about i think one year return is 23% down and all so those things have kind of played out then pharma as a theme few indian fund houses launched pharma etfs nippon itself launched one that has also not done well i think 8% down or something then uh, those themes like value or quant they are also where i think explored uh, that time one year back or about that time there was iti value fund which just gained 1% axis had a quant fund so it's just uh, 4% or 3% so uh, those things have happened i mean this is broadly and and depends on the market as well as as you know right the portfolio and how the portfolio behaves is anybody's guess i mean what will happen in future right that's how things are why uh, you know these uh, investors should be very yeah, cautious very cautious yeah yeah absolutely they should be extremely cautious i mean 
people who buy stocks know something about one stock right but for an fo which kind of takes a portfolio approach you are taking a bet on i suppose 20 30 stocks and it becomes you know slightly more complicated i suppose that's how people should look at it think it uh, one thing we have noticed and we have discussed this a lot of times this nfos seem to come near you know market peaks most of the times like is there a correlation there why do these nfos most of them come during market peaks that's What's a very opinion? good observation that's true because this is not just true of the present nfos that we are seeing in august i mean when markets are peaking in september 2021 september yeah, october correct a, correct correct rate of nfos this is if you go back in time in 2007 we had staggering number of infrastructure and you know real estate and theme yeah. but yeah, any yeah. number go back to any peak because that's when investors are very euphoric right when hmm. fund houses uh, and retail investors unfortunately time and again they never then learn their lessons they jump in only at market peaks when once they hmm. see a 3000 4000 point rally in say the sensex hmm. over a period of time what we popularly call the fear of missing out they just jump in saying that now the fomo thing the yes, will only right. go up from here they jump with yeah. that belief and start uh, getting into all kinds of uh, things something that will that they feel will actually take the value of their portfolio higher true and fund houses are only too happy to cash in on such uh, sentiments yeah yeah and uh, and we know that you know as sips are also on record high uh, at over 12000 crores and fund houses uh, I mean, what better way than to you know get gather more assets uh, when investors really want to you know take everything on the table that that's an offer on the table so it's always been like that there's also a correlation with ipos if you notice yeah, yeah. market true, true, market true. fall you know ipos rarely comes off lic mm. was somehow pushed during the you know the worst falling markets in may but mm. otherwise you rarely see any other, any you know major ipo at least coming during market fall so the combination of sentiments that uh, positive sentiments that fund houses would like to launch and probably makes good business sense also for them not so much for a retail investors portfolio unfortunately yeah yeah true very true very true i mean i think everybody becomes pro cyclical at that time instead mm. of counter cyclical are these in mm. nfos for fund houses i mean how, what do you think about how how these I, nfos are yeah i mean obviously from an asset gathering point of view i suppose it's much more easy the hook is easy to to say that i have got something new and to get oh. it and the kind of marketing uh, that is done and the Correct. way they kind of go after i mean we get uh, their marketing material brochures and everything then distributors go on a thing i've heard uh, there are targets uh, given to distributors and everybody to get a fund i mean we've seen a few of very big uh, fund uh, houses got getting i think tens and thousands of crores for i remember i think last last year i think we saw two fund houses getting quite a bit of money and for a even for balance funds there were yeah, heavy 10000 crore or something right i mean just Correct. imagine i mean ipo as we were discussing an ipo is about a company which has hmm. a balance sheet financial stuff like that but Correct. for people to give about 10000 odd crore for a nfo which is a newbie it's a green horn fund with no record so i think they put a lot of distribution muscle there and try to get it up i think uh, that really serves them well what is your take on like the I, i think it's nfo like, business I just, I part you have nailed it perfectly you pointed out the right things the one thing that fund houses uh, keep saying in their defenses thanks to uh, market regulator sebi's uh, recategorization you know hmm. that 
there are new categories uh, on offer there are some in debt itself there are about 16 categories in equity yeah, there are yeah. in 8 so and they are allowed to have only one fund in each category so as uh, we had a we first moved from a, you know multiplexi cap then became multi cap then you know a, you have funds that cannot offer multiple funds in the same team Hmm. and because there are too many categories they have at least one fund to launch in every category so which they don't have from their existing offering so they use that as an excuse to come up with a new theme and with sector and theme funds there is no limitation you can have any sector any theme and yes. and yeah. that's an evergreen kind of thing no for them right and, and at market weeks people are willing to gather uh, you know put in any put in money in any theme so hmm. and in nfo there is some lenience in terms of what distributors can be given and how much marketing expenses could be spent compared to what you have from a regular uh, you know uh, inflow kind of thing rather than mm. enough so that makes you know the push as you said but that much more stronger and they are able to gather their assets so why not i mean if they can make that kind of money they should be attempting to do that we only yes, hope yes, that absolutely. they remain profitable while doing so yes uh, especially the listed one yeah yeah absolutely thanks venkat uh, this was uh, really a good discussion i hope investors and readers who will be listening to the podcast you will really benefit from it that's it from us this week stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at bl portfolio read us in print on sundays and online at the hindubusinessline.com/portfolio do share our podcast in your circles if you find them useful thank you thanks kumar thanks, thanks everyone